Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever emergency episode of the Play to Win podcast, a show where we break down the week's biggest gaming news during that discussion. My name is Kieran. Uh, I'm joined, of course, by Tyler. How's it going? Um, it, it's it's going well. It, uh-huh. It's been a day. It's been a crazy day, of course. Uh, uh, like you said, break week's biggest gaming news through in-depth discussion. It's not going to be yeah. much of in-depth discussion today, but we got the possibly the year's biggest gaming news to go over yeah, right now. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, like, the decade's biggest gaming news. Shoot. The uh, century's biggest gaming news, arguably, so yeah, far. We could, we could go on forever with this. <laughs> yes, we can. Um, Karen, please, tell the people why. Uh, Microsoft is acquiring Activision Blizzard which is a move I didn't see coming at Neither all, did ever. I. Neither did I, you know, just get off the train. I'm like, all right, no, all right, no, getting ready to go to work, you know, on my way to work. It's a good day on Twitter, scrolling my phone. Hey, they're looking to do it. Wait, what? This was five minutes ago. What do you mean? Two minutes later, I just keep <laughs> scrolling on my timeline. It has to refresh you to post them two minutes afterwards. They did it. Wait, what? Huh? What? <laughs> and yeah, how much um, did they do it for, Kieran? Uh, 67.8 billion dollars you mixed up your numbers 68.7 68.7 sorry 68.7 billion dollars which is no small chunk of change almost 10 times what they paid for bethesda this is what is this crazy this is crazy uh, also uh, you can swear on this episode because i'm certainly going to i'm going to try not to but oh my gosh this is absolutely insane bizarre a move no one no one saw coming at Mm -hmm. all i know uh there's a guy i follow on twitter who's uh in the industry and everything uh his his twitter name i believe is is at shepshul nick at shepshul nick i believe it's at what it is um and like you know he has insider connections and everything and (laughs) he posted a tweet today he retweeted one of his older tweets like with a person putting on clown makeup because one of his Mm -hmm. older tweets was I've been getting a lot of mentions, you know, just want to clarify. Um, Microsoft is not looking to acquire these companies. Take two, EA, Ubisoft, Activision, Blizzard. <laughs> there are, and also, there are no major acquisitions happening anytime soon. <laughs> and that tweet was like mm. earlier this month. And he was like, yeah. well, I got to double clown myself over here. It's like, <laughs> what? Like, no one. No mm, one. No. No, you, I, I didn't see this. Like, I wasn't on Twitter. I didn't check my Facebook feed, nothing. You sent me the link on, on Discord. I didn't see yeah. what it was before I opened up our chat. And I was like, huh? Excuse right. me? Like, I think I actually said to you, I'm like, this can't be real. There's no way. Yeah, like, I, I sent that to you as soon as I saw the official thing. Like, I saw the report, like, two minutes prior and then right like shortly after that i'm like wait hold on a second i keep on scrolling keep on scrolling because i see more people talking about the report and then it was like oh no it's official actually like two minutes later oh it's actually no it it did happen microsoft (laughs) is officially saying it that's why i sent you the thing this is is wild this is absolutely wild so what what were your i want to ask you what were your thoughts though like i know we're talking about this right now what were you thinking yeah uh that's the reason i said i was gonna swear because my initial thought was what the fuck like (laughs) That's that's literally all that went through my head for like 20 minutes after you sent it to me. I was like, what's going on? There's no way that's real. And then I started looking into it and then like I found articles and I'm like, I like, I think I found one from like I think Jason Schreier retweeted that. I'm like, ah, Jason, you're joking me. And then I can't and then no, he's not. What 
the hell is going on with the world? Yeah, this it, this is crazy. And of course, they dropped this news like right before I'm supposed to start work. And it's like, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to work when you drop this? And it's like, yeah. I can't work. So I'm like, I do some emails and I look at it and I do some more emails that I look at, like keep going on Twitter and everything. But um, <laughs> yeah. all right, let's just let's give the people real quick, just like a bit of a bit of an overview as to like this deal, like what they've announced today in regards to this deal, Karen. So we already said like it's $68.7 million, a billion, sorry, $68.7 billion that they um, paid for Activision Blizzard. Um, What other overview, important news do people need, do we need to know? Uh, The deal is expecting to close at the end of Microsoft's fiscal year next year, which will be anytime between now and June, 2023. Um, Bobby Kotick, will remain CEO until the deal is done. However, Microsoft don't really have any say in that considering they literally, well, not literally, they legally cannot affect Activision Blizzard in any way until they officially acquire them. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's Bobby's going to be there for a bit, for at least another year and change. Um, who knows how long after the deal is done, assuming the deal goes through, how long after he'll still be around uh what what else do do the people need to know from this uh giant from this just megaton news drop over here uh i am pulling up the the doc just to get some because my brain is like we have what else do the people need to know (laughs) um this will make them the third the world's third largest gaming company uh behind sony and tencent respectively uh where have all my bullet points gone? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll give another one. I'll give another one okay. real quick. Uh, so now Phil Spencer has been officially named CEO of yes. Microsoft Gaming Division. So CEO of Microsoft Gaming is now Phil Spencer. Before he was kind of, he was a ex-vice president of gaming at Microsoft, but he was commonly referred to as the head of Xbox. Uh, and Microsoft also announced that Game Pass subscriber count is officially over 25 million subscribers so we finally have a new updated number on that um and for those who are kind of who kind of like like to know that some little nitty-gritty financial details uh microsoft said that the when in terms of like this deal the acquisition they'll be acquiring Activision blizzard for 95 dollars per share which totals the 67.8 million was okay so maybe it was 68.7 maybe it was 67.8 i thought it was 68.7 give me a second Um, i'll check but I could also very well be wrong on that point right there. I thought it was 68.7. 68.7. Yes, I typed it wrong. Okay, got it. So we were not crazy. So yeah, I yeah. think those are some of the big overarching points that uh, yeah. the people need to know about. Um, one other thing I was going to mention is that they have said, well, two things actually. One, they have said that they are going to, once this deal closes, they will attempt to add as many Blizzard titles into Game Pass and Game Pass for PC as possible, which is a huge boost for Game Pass because you're going to be getting a bunch of new games in there. But Uh second, uh, apparently they are still going to be uh, putting some Activision Blizzard games on other platforms, but others will remain exclusive to Xbox, which... We kind of talked about this a little bit when we were messaging back and forth earlier. Like, there is no way on this earth that they can make Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox and PC. The gaming community would rather burn Xbox to the ground than let that happen. 
there is no way that Call of Duty is being made exclusive. I, you, you know, it's like, I want to say, I want to, I'm right, I want to be there right with you. I want to be right there with you on this. But at the same time, this is the same company that has, that now has Skyrim. Like, mm-hmm. well, not, not Skyrim specifically, but Elder Scrolls as theirs, which will most likely, most definitely be exclusive. The next Fallout will be exclusive to Xbox. And those franchises are far more beloved than Call of Duty is, although Call of Duty has the bigger name recognition and makes more money. Elder Scrolls and Fallout are just far more beloved in gamers' hearts. And Microsoft knows this, but those are going to be exclusive, the next ones, unfortunately. So the only way I can see Call of Duty not being exclusive is if Microsoft realized is like, okay, Call of Duty makes way too much money. Mm-hmm. And there are far more people that play Call of Duty than play Elder Scrolls and Fallout, although the latter two franchises are more beloved. We can't, it, it, it would just be, it would be so wrong of us to make them exclusive. Yeah, like, it would just be industry shaking. Yeah, that's that's the exact point I was going to make. Is like, it makes too much money to 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 leave it just on Xbox and PC. Like, if if you look at how much money Call of Duty makes every single year, I can guarantee you that a large portion of that will come from PlayStation. So if they do, if they don't put it onto PlayStation, then I would be I would be shocked, and I would be honestly concerned uh, of the ability of Microsoft's chief, chief financial officer and because you're leaving probably billions of dollars on the table for just mm-hmm. not releasing a game on a platform. Like, they bought Mojang and continue to support Minecraft and release pl- Minecraft on other platforms. So why not do the same with Call of Duty? Because as of now, well, as of when they officially acquire um, Activism Blizzard, Call of Duty will be the game that makes them the most money out of any of their other games. Right. It's sorry, I'm trying to find Matt Piscatella's Twitter um, because the MPDs came out today. And okay. if I'm correct, yep, like you kind of like onto your point. Of course, Call of Duty was the number one best selling game of 2021 on PlayStation and mm-hmm. on Xbox. Um, Vanguard, number one on both, Cold War, number two on Xbox, number three for PlayStation. But I believe Call of Duty was the number one best-selling game of the year, period. I'm pretty sure is what the mm-hmm. news was. Um, yep, Vanguard and Cold War, both number one and number two for 2021. Like, and yeah. I, we, I said it before. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said it before. Uh, or no, it was in the Discord. We were talking about it earlier. It's the best-selling game franchise every year, every yep. single year. The only game that is past that could like even compete with it is FIFA or maybe Madden. I'm pretty sure it's FIFA yeah. though is the only one that actually like competes with Call of Duty for like best selling every year. Mm-hmm. So like that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yep. But again, like that that then that then brings up the question of, you know, well the point of 70 billion dollars. Do you want do you say all right we need to recoup that cost by putting call of duty on other platforms or are you microsoft you're like we can eat that money because we're microsoft (laughs) we can eat that and just keep it exclusive and make it back on game pass subscriptions 
because that then comes into the question of when does Game Pass rise, the price rise? It's going to have to happen. Yeah. After this, it has to happen for sure. Mm-hmm. Now it's a matter of when and by how much is it going to be raised by. Yeah, and I going back to your earlier point, there is a big difference between like how much Skyrim sells and how much Call of Duty sells. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, Skyrim is a bad example because Bethesda have released a million different versions of that game over the past 10 years. But yeah. let's say like... Let's say Fallout, throw Fallout three or four, right? There's a big difference between how much Fallout four sold and how much Fallout, I'm sorry, how much Call of Duty sells because Call of Duty sells consistently, I would imagine billion dollars between games itself and microtransactions every single year. Whereas Fallout, the last Fallout game properly was Fallout four, which was twenty six, fifteen, fifteen or sixteen, one of the two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was going on seven years now, and I can guarantee. I'm thinking yeah, about I, it because that was that was their first E3. Yeah, and I can guarantee you that Fallout is still not making billions of dollars. Or sorry, Fallout 4 specifically is not still making billions of dollars. I would argue that it's probably still not making millions of dollars. So yeah. I'm I like I say, I would be very concerned with the ability of Microsoft's chief financial officer if they look at and go look at that and go, yeah, we can afford not to put that on PlayStation considering you are leaving billions of dollars from one franchise on the table. Now, see, here's another thing that I've seen people talking about. That being, does Call of Duty, now that you know Microsoft will potentially own them, assuming this deal goes through, mm-hmm. do they eventually say, all right, let's see, the deal goes through next year. So by that point, 2023's Call of Duty would be theoretically anywhere from three to four months away from release. Uh, yeah, three to four months away from release. So that one would still go everywhere, most likely. So yeah. then it's like the one that was supposed that's supposed to come out in 2024. Do you let that one still come out 2024? Or do you say, and 2023 is the last annual one? From here I've on in, now we're gonna have now Call of Duty won't be annual anymore. Because at that point, then it's like, okay, you don't have to rely on the Call of Duty money like Activision did. Active Activision yeah. relied on Call of Duty to make money. If it was not Call of Duty, they were not making money. Like, you know, the way that a successful games company, you know, does. Mm-hmm. Blizzard has it, doesn't put out stuff consistently. Um, they have, you know, King with Candy Crush mobile stuff. Like, yeah, there's, that's there too. Um, but the majority of their money, you know, it, it's Call of Duty. It's Call yep. of Duty. That is what, that's what just kept them, you know, mm-hmm. top dog in terms of money. Once that's not annualized anymore, if it doesn't need to be annualized anymore, then why would you make it annualized? Especially when you're Microsoft and you have all these other games and you have to manage release times and all like that. So you don't want games yeah. against one another from your own first party. You just release, you have Ed Call of Duty does not be annualized anymore and you put it out when, you know, when you're like, all right, now it's time for Call of Duty. Maybe every two years instead of every year or yep. three years or what have you. And then yet that brings up the question of okay, now who do we have working on Call of Duty? Do we what teams do we keep on? Do we keep Treyarch and Infinity Ward on it? Do we keep Raven on Warzone? Do we keep Sledgehammer doing it? Do we have one of them do their own thing? Like it's absolutely bizarre. It's crazy. It, there's a whole lot of layers to this. Yeah. Um, I have also seen a bunch of people say, What if Call of Duty isn't annual anymore? I'm kind of for and against that. I'm for it because it'll give that game more time to be developed and potentially something new with the franchise 
Mm-hmm. I'm kind of against it because I feel like there will be a major backlash of people saying, I enjoy buying Call of Duty every year. I want to see what the new one is. Can I have can I have my new one now, please? Something this much. Everyone will be for it. All the the mm-hmm. the people, the people who might not be for it are the ones who like aren't online or you know are just like very casual Call of Duty fans, but can tell you this much. Everyone who all Call of Duty fans that you hear about um that like play the game in on, on forums, on Twitter, online, really vocal, um, you know, follow their favorite COD creators online, all like that. They would be all for COD not being annualized anymore, especially after Vanguard and Cold War. These past yeah. two games, it's been like, why? Why do we need these games? We could have had like Modern Warfare should have just kind of been let, you know, been allowed to just kind of keep going for another year or two. Cold War was a rushed game. Vanguard mm-hmm. is kind of like just, eh, I mean, it's not terrible, yeah. but it's not great. It's not what anyone yeah. wants at all right now. So the COD community would be more than happy with Call of Duty not being annualized and just taking time off and being like, yeah. all right, semi-annually. Warzone will be the thing that, you know, is updated yeah. all the time, but big full premium releases, they'd be more than fine with that being semi-biannual or, yeah. you know, every couple years type thing. Yeah, no, I like I would be 100% on board with that as well because I I don't necessarily subscribe to the argument that Call of Duty is the same game every year, but it's it's close to that. It's basically putting a new skin on it, maybe putting in a new campaign and then just release it. But I have two things I want to add specifically about Call of Duty. One, Activision Blizzard I feel like are going to be far less protective of their IPs. I feel uh-huh. because like I don't think that you know anyone outside of Bethesda Game Studios is going to work on an is going to make an Elder Scrolls game right. or a Fallout game. I don't think anyone outside of Ed Software is going to make a Doom game. Right, but I can specifically. See those, I guess we could say specifically like mainline ones. Yeah, exactly. Like we have the new Vegases out there and stuff. Yeah. Um, but like mainline, like like you're not going to have, you know, Fallout Seven made by you know Playground double or something. Fine. Or double fine, sure. Um, yeah, so like Bethesda are quite protective of their IPs. I feel like Activision Blizzard won't be. Mm-hmm. I feel like they will be, yeah, if somebody wants to work on it, then then go ahead. Specifically, Infinity Ward, Treyarch, and Raven. Those are the three Call of Duty developers, right? Raven has working on Wars of Sledgehammer is the one that does uh, Vanguard. And, and, yeah. yeah, specifically those because I... F- I have a feeling that they might be like, yeah, maybe we could try making something other than Call of Duty. Because uh-huh. considering they only ever make Call of Duty games. Uh-huh. So I, I can think of, I was going to say, like, I, I can see Infinity Ward wanted to, stay on, wanted to stay on Call of Duty because they're the ones who birthed it. Even if yeah. this Infinity Ward is different from the original Infinity Ward, that's the company that birthed Call of Duty. I can yeah. see Treyarch staying on it um, because they're, they were... Kind, they are also like the B team, but also like the secondary A team in a sense yeah. for Call of Duty. Even if the most recent years, like they've just had issues and just had to be, they've been pulled and pushed in different ways that have kept their games from being as great as they could be. Sledgehammer, I could be seeing, I could see being the one that is like, you know what, we're going to bounce out. We're yeah. going to kind of do our own thing. Maybe we'll come back here and there because again, this Vanguard has not been the hit people wanted it to be. They were supposed to be on the game last year, but there were problems with it, so that fell apart, which is why Raven and Treyarch worked on that one together. 
World War II was not smashed. Everyone wanted Advanced Warfare was the game that kind of took the franchise to the next level um, mm-hmm. at the time. So, yep. you know, they got that feather in their cap on that one, even if it wasn't that well received, it pushed the franchise forward and people liked yeah. it for a moment for a bit. But I could see them being like, we kind of, we want to do our own thing. Let us do our own thing. And yeah. it just be a Treyarch and Infinity War that kind of stick with it for the long term. It may be like working on projects in between releases, other projects in between releases, while also yeah. still doing a Call of Duty game as well. That's what I could see happening with them. Yeah. Um, I'm going to point out before I start saying this, this is not my idea. I can't remember who said it, but someone on, I think, Twitter is where I saw it. But someone said this, it's not mine, but a great way to give still give people their Call of Duty fix while having the game released, say, every three years instead of annually, is you make a Master Chief Collection Call of Duty. You put every Call of Duty game like from, mod, say, Modern Warfare onwards, in one game with all the zombies maps, all the multiplayer maps, everything. And you release that and say, okay, we're going to go work on the like one Call of Duty game for the next three or four years. Play with this in the meantime. That'd be interesting. I wonder, I wonder if that'd be able to happen. That'd be really interesting, though. Like Modern Warfare Collection. Modern Warfare is one, two, and three, and then this one. Uh, and then we got the Black Ops collection, which is all of those, and that that'll be interesting. I wonder if they would if they would do that. I I think that's a really smart idea, and I think if Xbox and Microsoft and Activision Blizzard don't do that, then I I think they're missing an opportunity because people would buy the hell out of that. They would. They definitely would. Um, I know you're like kind of you're. I know you're the host for this right here, but I do kind of want to like yeah. shift the conversation. Yeah from Call of Duty to, I guess, to Activision Blizzard on this. Yeah. Because, like, when, when I read this, when I saw this news, I was like, oh, wow. Okay, like, that's this is crazy for the industry. We'll get to that in a bit, my thoughts on yeah. that. Um, but the other thought I had was, didn't y'all just say that um, mm-hmm. you all were reevaluating your relationship with them and kind of being like, back and forth on like what you all gonna do and it turns out oh it's gonna buy them yeah. it's gonna buy them so you all you have inherited all of their problems now mm-hmm. and i mean the it's one of those things where you're like okay get rid of Kodak, and things will start to get better and he will seemingly be gone next year but yeah. leaving with a bunch of money because he's you know being ousted from the company and so on and so forth but it's one of those things where like, I hope to God that, that Microsoft is able to actually start to try and help clean up Activision Blizzard mm-hmm. and the companies that are under them, clean up the culture over there, get help continue getting rid of people that don't need to be there. I hope that this doesn't cause people to like, waivers their support of abk the and the union over there the employees that try to form a union over at activision blizzard because like you see this news and it's just like okay well don't gotta worry about that anymore microsoft will take care of it clean it up and it's like no like we still want the employees over there to be able to fight for a for a fair and equal workplace and a safe workplace Mm -hmm. 
we, we still want all those things. I want the employees over there to still continue fighting for that, even though this acquisition is on the horizon. Yeah, and I, I don't, I, I genuinely don't know if this is just like my Xbox bias speaking, but like I genuinely have faith that Microsoft is going to be able to clean up Activism Blizzard. Again, it's not going to happen as soon as the merger takes place. It's going to take yeah. time. But in the long run, I genuinely do have faith that they'll be able to clean it up. Like, I personally haven't seen a lot, if any, like major scandals in the realm of what's going on at Activist Blizzard come out of Microsoft. They could uh-huh. exist. I'm not saying they don't exist. I'm saying I haven't seen them. So, yeah. Again, bearing in mind I haven't seen them, I have faith they can clean up. Whether they actually do is a different story, but I, I am confident that once, once Bobby Kotick is gone, and I can guarantee you that'll be, if not day one, then very soon after the acquisition takes place, then I, I have seen a lot of people criticizing Microsoft for not trying to like force Bobby Kotick out before the merger takes place. Uh-huh. The only way that cockroach is leaving is if he gets money. Like, there's no way that you are going to get him out if he is not being paid off. Because if right. the board, if the board of directors at Activision Blizzard currently are, are like, after he lied to them, after he didn't tell them stuff, and after all the public scandals that have come out regarding Bobby Kotick, if the board of Activision Blizzard is still like, now nah, we're going to keep him, then the only way he's going to leave is if he gets paid off. So. Right. I'm, yes, it sucks that he's going to get a massive amount of money. I'm not saying that that isn't unfair and totally bullshit, to be perfectly honest. Uh-huh. But I am trying to focus on the fact that at least we are getting rid of Bobby Kotick. That will yeah. happen when the, Activision, when the acquisition is done. Yeah. I mean, like you kind of speak to uh, a bit of what comes in the this Bloomberg article with uh, by Dina Bass and Nate Langston. I'm not going to read it right now, but uh, yeah. like they, there's a bit, there was an interview where Cody kind of talks about how uh, the deal kind of had nothing to do with the controversy <laughs> at all. And he was saying yeah, that, yeah, sure. like, you know, like uh, the reason the stocks fell, like, you know, I'm pretty sure that was because of Diablo and Overwatch being pushed, you know, uh, yeah. like stocks fall sure all the time for different reasons. You know, I don't want to say it's because of the, because of all the controversy in the lawsuit. Uh, I don't want to say that and all, but we saw the we saw the stocks. We were like, hey, you know, it, it's a good deal. It could work out. And it's just like, yep, you're you're beating around the bush. You're beating around the bush over here. Yeah, certainly you are. Uh, so yeah, that was there's that Bloomberg article, and I think uh, he kind of says that in a Gamesbeat interview as well. Again, like these are things where I've seen snippets, but haven't been able to actually read yeah. in depth these articles. Um, which is kind of why we're not getting into the nitty gritty of like specific quotes and things because we need time to really dig into these. Yeah. Uh, and so you can definitely expect like those nitty gritty type of in-depth quotes and stuff and uh, conversations to happen. We do our full episode on Sunday. I mean, not Sunday, yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Um, but I guess the, only, I, the other thing I want us to, to go over before we do finish this, um, if you're ready to move over to it, Karen, is... Sure what we what we think of this for the industry um okay (laughs) i i agree that it is another major consolidation of the industry and i am not for that Uh however 
I am not on that bandwagon as much as some people are. So okay. I'm like, again, I'm not 100% for it, but I'm not 100% against it. If I'm, I'm mostly not for it because they're buying another major publisher and that sucks for, you know, the rest of the industry that they're going to be taking games away from multiple platforms. They have been on multiple platforms for as long as they've existed. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, they're doing everything to bolster Game Pass. It's a smart business move. They bought it when, quite frank, well, actually, they bought it when it was on the cheap. So I'm, I can't argue with their logic on it. Right. Well, I'm just sitting, uh, my mother text right now. Send him down now. Okay. Um, give me one second. Yeah. Okay, so just had to tell my brother food was ready. Um, so I'll be going downstairs soon to eat in a little bit. Um, I am, so as I told you earlier, that, mm-hmm. this, that was my knee-jerk reaction earlier, um, that there is nothing good that comes of this aside from Kodak leaving. Yeah. Um, that was knee-jerk. I still kind of stand by that some, but as the day has gone by and I've listened to like Twitter space conversations and thought about it some more, there is some other good that comes from this. There is the fact that, like we were talking about with with the Call of Duty teams, some of them can now possibly be able to do their own thing. <laughs> I saw um, someone said on Twitter, maybe now we could get Toys for Bob and Vicarious Vision, not Vicarious yeah, Vision, Toys for Bob exactly. and, um, and High Moon out of the Call of Duty mines. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, maybe that can happen. You know, maybe um, some of their old, some of their IP that they have, can, we can now actually have them, you know, get proper support. Uh, you know, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the remake that came out last year was super praised, super successful, and then Vicarious Visions. Y'all working for Blizzard now. <laughs> Y'all a part yeah. of Blizzard. And, and so it's like Toys of Bob, you had a great call, um, Crash Bandicoot game. Go work a Call of Duty now. So maybe Crash can come back. Maybe Spyro can come back. Maybe um, Tony Hawk can come back. Yes. I, I was just going to say, that's one of the weirdest things that I think has come out of this acquisition is that Xbox now owns Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, which are like two of the original PlayStation exclusives. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how that works. But um, so like there, there's that good side of things. Yeah, there's the good that Kodak will most likely be gone, and that Microsoft can help try and clean up um Activision Blizzard. That is a very good thing as well. Hundred mm-hmm, um, percent. There's the good thing that these games will now the teams will have you know better support behind them, better money behind them. There, there's mm-hmm. also that some of these Call of Duty might not have to be annualized anymore. Those teams can, you know, have time yeah. to actually let their games breathe and actually try and innovate with the game some more. Those are all the good things about this deal. The, um, that's ignoring the fact that Xbox owners, nothing changes for you. And yeah. that all these games will now be coming to Game Pass. That, that ignores all that. That's just, yeah. that's obvious. I, that's why I didn't say it initially as a good thing. Of course, those are good things too. Mm-hmm. Game Pass has more reasons to buy it, to subscribe to it now. Xbox has 30, 30 first-party studios once this acquisition goes through. Yep. The bad is that this is continued consolidation in the industry on a higher scale than Bethesda was. Mm-hmm. A higher scale in the sense that while, yes, Activision really only put out Call of Duty on a yearly basis, that was kind of the only game that most people play from them. Not discounting Overwatch, not discounting WoW. I know those games are very successful and have a huge player base. 
but it's not the same as Call of Duty. So bear with me on that. But those player bases are there as well. Um, but like, although they only have a few big name, big selling games that you regularly hear about, this company, they bought it for almost $70 billion. And Activision Blizzard is, as we said before, arguably the biggest publisher in the industry. Mm-hmm. Putting the biggest gaming franchise behind, maybe not Pokemon, maybe behind Pokemon, sorry. But the biggest, well, one of the biggest gaming franchises behind yeah. a singular platform only, that's, that's crazy. That is crazy. And that just ripping that away from so many people, potentially, Microsoft, like Phil Spencer said, or I mean, I don't know if it was Phil, but in one of the quotes, someone has said that, you know, some games were on, uh, we don't, we don't, we, other games have like legacy or play, they have commitments over on um, PlayStation. Basically, they, they, some games are on other platforms that have been there for a while and they are huge games. And we realize they have like large communities on Sony platforms that we don't intend to like take them away. Yeah. They've said something to that effect. I'm pretty sure it was Phil who said that. Um, yes. So like maybe in this case they won't. It's it's so different. It's really different. But I'm just not a fan of this consolidation because like I said, I said it last year. I was not happy about it with Bethesda because I said it was gonna be the start of a slippery slope. It was gonna be the start of a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. It was gonna be the start of they bought this publisher. Now it's like all right, we're we're, we're starting to go down there. You know now it's like. So everyone's like, oh, Sony has to buy this company. Sony's going to buy this. Ooh, Microsoft buy Sega, Microsoft buy Capcom. And just like, we shouldn't want these big publishers who put games out on all platforms to be held back with, well, not held back, but to have all of their games only allowed to be released on one platform. We shouldn't want that no matter who the company is, no matter what platform you play on, no matter if you have all platforms, you shouldn't want that. So when people were saying, oh, yeah, yeah, this is awesome with Bethesda, I was like, why are we celebrating this? This isn't something to celebrate. We should be concerned by this. And I was annoyed and upset that I did it. I barely saw anyone saying that at all last year. Today, I still see a lot of people celebrating it, but I've seen more people this year saying, um, yeah. hey, um, actually, wait a minute, hold on <laughs> now. And I said it, I said it last year. Once start once people start to think about it and be like, wait, maybe this is a good idea, it's gonna be too late. And I feel like this is that tipping point because mm-hmm. this is such a buy that Sony can't compete with this. No, I'm sorry, hundred no, percent not. Sony doesn't have the money to drop seven, almost seventy billion on a company. They don't have any type of Call of Duty competitor at all. They, they like if they don't do first party day one releases on their Spartacus, whatever it's called, their Game Pass competitor, there is no way for them to compete with this. Even if, even if they did do first party day one releases, even then, it would still be hard for them to compete with Xbox and Microsoft throwing money around at all these companies, you know, for acquisitions. So it, it's really just like Microsoft buying these companies just like, hey, you are with us now. Your games are with us. If anyone else wants them, they have to have Game Pass. If they don't have Game Pass, they're never getting them. And that's what sucks. That sucks. Because again, yes, you could say, oh, but they're giving the games to more people because of mobile and streaming. You could play it on your in your browser. It's like, yes, that is true. But at the same time, cloud gaming should is a supplementary form of gaming. It is not a primary form of gaming. 
And even in the future, as streaming and as streaming becomes more prevalent, it will still be, or at least for you know, as long as internet situations are the way they are today and continue to be for the foreseeable future, streaming will not be the primary way of playing games. It will always be a supplementary way. So to say, oh, just do this, just stream it. It's like, well, no, because that's not the ideal way to play any game at all, whether it be visuals, latency, just comfort. It's not the yep. ideal way to play a game, period. Mm-hmm. So I am not for this at all in that sense. The only reason, like, I'm not as angry about this as I was Bethesda was because, like I said before, Activision's main game is Call of Duty. That's the only one I actually play. Yeah, Bethesda, I liked a lot of their games. So this, I'm not like angry, up in arms, distraught about it, but I'm still like upset and disappointed that this is happening on this large scale. Because now it's like, okay, at this point, I tweeted it earlier. I was like, I hate to say this, but at this point, Sony has to like, Sony has to buy a publisher. At this point, they they kind of have to. And if there's anyone that I would want them to be, it would be Square Enix, but I don't want them to do this, period. I don't want them to, because then- at that point, we have fully gone down the slippery slope and we are in just a publisher buying arm race just to have yep. content behind our walls for subscription services and for the ecosystems and platforms. And that's a future that is sucky for people who just who either can't afford more than one console, uh, don't have good enough internet for streaming, uh, don't maybe they do have good internet for streaming, but don't have a device that they want to do it on, even if it's coming to TVs with or streaming sticks at some point in time in the future. Or just people who just don't prefer streaming, who don't prefer cloud gaming, they don't want to play their games, you know, console or PC. Well, PC is yeah. not the not PC's not part of this conversation. Um, like consoles, <laughs> like it's just you're just SOL. And it's it's really a shame. It's really a shame. And I'm like so. I'm happy that more people are like industry elite, more people in the industry are like, hey, wait a second, hold on. At least in regards to the tweets I've seen. It's like this, yeah. wait, we, why are we celebrating this? This isn't good. This isn't good. We should be worried about this. Um, but yeah, that that's where I am on this. Yeah. Um, in preparation, I, I went through the uh, web, the internet, I forgot the word internet. The internet's most uh, trusted website wikipedia and got a list of like there are others but i got the list of like the video the video game industry's main publishers of which there are 18 and microsoft now owns three of them well microsoft is one of them but microsoft now owns two more so it accounts for three that's what three six nine twelve fifteen that's a six. one sixth mm-hmm. yeah that's that's uh, microsoft own one sixth of the gaming industry now which is in terms of like publishers and putting games out, not in terms of like market share or anything. But yeah, that's not good. That's like if they buy one more, they're on their way to a fifth and then they're on their way to a third, to a fourth quarter, and then they're on their way to it. Like, uh-huh. at what point does it end? Or at what point does Sony say, okay, we're going to buy Square Enix, Capcom, and take two? Like, uh, just as, as examples, like, at what yeah. point does that happen? Which, uh, to Tyler's point earlier as to why Sony can't make this kind of move, uh, Sony as an entire company, not just PlayStation, according to the website macrotrends.net, Sony's entire net worth is $152 billion. So just under 
sorry, just over half of what Microsoft, sorry, just over double what Microsoft paid for Activision yeah. Blizzard. And PlayStation is their most profitable department. Exactly. So this is set. This is, it's, it is depressing. It is absolutely depressing just thinking about that and yeah. reading that. So it, it's a trip. It's a trip for sure, but it's, it's going to be very interesting. It, it, that, that's not to say this isn't like exciting in terms of like, whoa, big stuff yeah, happening exactly. in the gaming industry. It's exciting in that regard. And it's exciting, like the repercussions it's going to have on Activision Blizzard. But outside of that, I'm just, I'm like, man, but I'm, I'm going to be in, interested and intrigued to see like more news stories, what news comes out as the week goes on and reading what has come out today and everything. It's fascinating to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw um, I saw a meme on Facebook earlier where it's like Sony are getting ready to announce their Game Pass competitor Xbox. Hold my beer. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, one last thing I'll say before we kind of wrap this up. I imagine yep. um, you know the the fake uh, what's his name the he Ridge Racer guy. I'm blanking on his name. I know it. I'm blanking I on the fake Kazharai. The fake Kazharai yes. Twitter account. You uh, tweeted um, tweeted today. Uh, yeah, so we were we we decided uh, about thirty minutes ago that we are no longer going to be doing business with Activision Blizzard. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, I saw like, that. That's what we decided. We decided we um we decided to change our business relationship with them by not working yeah. with them as of thirty minutes ago. I was like, ha, yeah. that's a funny one. But um, yeah, that that those are just my top level thoughts right now. My initial thoughts on all this. Um, yeah, I'm sure we talk about this on Saturday. We'll get more in depth and nitty gritty and all like that um with with you know all the news and interviews yeah. and stuff that comes on out <clears throat> uh, i i do have one more uh thing to add just before we finish uh i believe i'm gonna go through jason schreier's re- uh, twitter real quick but i believe he tweeted something earlier where it's like under activision blizzard every one of their franchises had to be a billion dollar franchise otherwise it was a failure and under microsoft that's probably not gonna happen probably not probably which not going to happen which is another good thing in a very balanced unbalanced i don't know what you want to call it a very balanced or unbalanced depending on your opinion list of pros and cons yeah again it's i think for me at least that one con, the one con of this is a huge con it's big enough to evenly weigh the scales yeah if not evenly tip it a bit more towards the negative but there's there's some good stuff there is some good stuff i mean i can't deny that Yes. Uh, so with all that being said, because it is uh, after midnight here and Tyler has to go and eat, we are going to end the first ever emergency episode of the Play to Win podcast. I don't have a number for this because it's not really a numbered episode. Yeah, so, it, it's not going to be a numbered one. This is just an emergency podcast that had to happen. Um, yeah. Shorter than a normal one. Real brief, quote unquote brief. <laughs> Yes. Uh, thank you all very much for watching. Just as a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at play to win game where you will get updates on the show. All of the random stuff that we post. Remember to subscribe on YouTube and on podcast services and take the notification bell on YouTube so you know when new videos go live. Also, if you want to check out every single piece of the con- piece of content we have ever put out, go and check out our website at playtowingames.wordpress.com. Tyler, where can people find you? I am so proud of you, myself. I did that without it. even looking at the doc. You did it. Uh, follow me over on Twitter at TylerMiller2496, where you could probably see me talk about this some more and other stuff in the gaming space, anime, movies, so on and so forth. Follow me. 
You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BadlyNet, B-A-D-L-Y-N-E-T, all one word. I am planning on utilizing my Instagram again soon. I have an idea in the back of my head I'm working on, so keep an eye out for that. Thank you all very much for watching, and we will see you all on Saturday, or on Monday, should I say, for the regular podcast. Have a great one. Bye.